Good morning, brethren. You're welcome to Sunday School for today, 24th September 2023. Our topic for today is Christian worship. Christian worship. Before we start, let's take this opening prayer. Dear God, teach me how to worship you acceptably. Father, teach me, my brother, my sister, how to worship you acceptably in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's just recap our lesson for last week. Last Sunday, our topic was the Christian faith. We saw that the Christian faith is more than a mere religion. While a religion is man's belief in and worship of a superhuman or supreme being, true Christian faith is much more than that. It is a relationship that God through his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, has reached out in love to mankind. The key to our Christian faith is that Jesus Christ paid it all, and there's nothing any man can do to buy salvation. Other works of righteousness, therefore, are only as good as to help us draw closer to God, to appropriate the free gift that is already given. So we must come in faith. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. So the Christian faith is different because it is not of works. It is of faith. Praise the Lord. Today, our memory verse is from Psalm 95 verse 6. Psalm 95, 6. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Our passage for today is John chapter 4, verses 19 to 24. John chapter 4, 19 to 24. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and ye say, that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Praise the Lord. Worship is an act of paying homage that involves deep respect, reverence, adoration, and showing sincere love to a supreme being. The Almighty God who created us must be worshipped for who He is and not because He needs anything from us. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9 says, But ye are a chosen generation. Remember the word, chosen generation. A royal priesthood, an holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth 
the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are created to show the splendor of God by glorifying him. Psalm 29 verse 2 says, Give unto God the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Since we are created for worship, it's important we find out the way to do it to be acceptable by God who commands it. Praise the Lord. Today we have two outlines. The first one is very important. They, it covers preparing for worship. Preparing for worship. The first thing to do in coming to God, if you want to do true worship as a Christian, is to prepare our hearts. There's need for hearts to be prepared to be in a place of worship. Psalm 51 verse 10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. God desires a clean heart so we can worship him acceptably. This is to ensure that every hindrance to our worship is offloaded from our hearts. Remember Romans 12, 1 to 2. Apostle Paul was speaking to the Romans. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that's how, much, how passionate he was about this, that ye present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Praise the Lord. So we must get rid of all the old man with his deeds. And what are these deeds? Anger, hatred, bitterness, and other such vices. If you see Colossians chapter 3, verses 8 to 9, the Bible says, But now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. Praise the Lord. The second thing we have to do in preparing to worship God is reconciliation. There's need for us to reconcile with God and with man in any area of offense. Remember Matthew chapter 5, verses 22-23. It says, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Brethren, husbands, wives, don't come worshipping God when you haven't reconciled your differences. Please seek to reconcile your differences before you come to God. Sincere, acceptable worship should be devoid of offense. We also need to make restitutions as part of reconciliation, where necessary. 
we must make restitutions where necessary. Remember Luke 19 verse 8? It says, And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from the, any man for false, by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. Reconciliation is critical to true worship. May we be reconciled with God and with man today in the mighty name of Jesus. And then outline two deals with acceptable worship. Acceptable worship. To understand what is acceptable, it's important for us to explore what is not acceptable. But before we go there, let's see what God desires of true worshippers. In Psalm 15, 1-5. He says, Lord, this is a question from the psalmist, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? And here comes the answer. He that walketh uprightly and walketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is contemned, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own heart and changeth not, he that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. Basically, he that doeth these things shall be in the place of worship, in his presence, where there is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Brethren, we need to be there. Praise the Lord. So there are various forms of unacceptable worship. Let's quickly review them. The first one is vain worship. Vain worship. This is lip service. It doesn't come from the heart. See what the Bible says in Mark 7, 6. He answered and said unto them, Well, at Esaias prophesied of you, hypocrites, as it is written, These people honored me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Praise the Lord. The second type of unacceptable worship is ignorant worship. It refers to worship without the knowledge of who God truly is or who is being worshipped. John chapter 4 verse 22 says, You worship, you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Let's also remember Paul when he was talking to the Athenians. And he said in Acts 17, 22-23, Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him declare unto you. Basically, these people were worshipping God, but did not know him. Brethren, do you know the God you are worshipping? 
Or are you given to just doing all religious activities just to belong? My prayer is after today, you will know the true God and Him alone you will worship in the mighty name of Jesus. The third type of unacceptable worship is will or self-imposed worship. And this refers to satisfying personal will and desire instead of carrying out God's instructions. Let's say Colossians chapter 2, verses 20 to 23. It says, Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not, which are all to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not any in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And let's remember what happened to Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, in Leviticus 10, 1-2. Basically, at this time, they knew regulations and rules about how to put incense on the altar just came out. In ignorance, these two took their censer, put fire on them, contrary to what God had instructed Moses and Aaron, and then they put the incense on the altar. And of course, they were devoured. They were killed instantly before the Lord. We shouldn't be ignorant in what we do in worship. Praise the Lord. So what is acceptable worship? It's worship that should be rendered to God. First of all, it should be in spirit and in truth. John chapter 4, 20-24. Let's read that. Very important. Our Father worshipped in this mountain, you see, this, that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. And Jesus said unto her, This is our passage for today. Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall need that in this mountain. So it's not about going to the mountain, nor yet at Jerusalem. It's not just a location. Worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. Okay? And verse 23 says, But the hour cometh, brethren, this is the hour. And now is when true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father, the Lord, our God, seeketh such to worship him. God is spirit, brethren, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So shall it be for every one of us who worship God in spirit and in truth in Jesus' name. We must worship God in holiness. Psalm 96, verse 9. It says, Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. We must worship God from a heart void of offense towards God and towards man. Acts 24, 16. It says, Herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense towards God and towards men. Brethren, our conscience has to be cleansed. We need to come to God, lifting up holy hands, 
and say the devil has nothing in me. I pray for you, I pray for myself today, that henceforth, as a worship God, we will not come anymore with offense. We will be at peace with God and at peace with man in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's therefore make all endeavors to remove offense and offenses from our worship, both individually and corporately. And as we do that, as we come with heart devoid of offense, remove from offenses removed from our hearts, the Lord will hear us, signs and wonders will move. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen. Brethren, our class activities ask that you should mention other things Christians need to put in place in preparing for worship. Um, I was thinking through this, and I think a personal altar is critical. We need a place that's devoid of distractions to allow you focus when you worship. Brethren, it is not the place that is the requirement. It's just to help you to stay focused in worshiping God. So a personal altar, a family altar is a good place. We also need a spirit of compassion. As we see in Psalm 15:5, He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. That's the person that God accepts. So let us come with a spirit of compassion, forgiving those that hurt us. No offenses. And the Lord will hear us in Jesus' name. Activity 2 ask that we mention other forms of unacceptable worship one can engage in. For me, it's strictly one, do not put any intermediary, maybe man or object, anything before between you and God. There is no other intermediary, no mediator, but the Lord Jesus Christ himself. First Timothy 2.5 says, For there is one God, one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. In conclusion, it is clear that the scripture teaches that only God should be worshipped and this should be done in spirit and in truth. Let us pray. Father, I receive the grace to worship you acceptably. Father, we pray this morning that we will worship you acceptably. Grant us grace to worship you in an acceptable way. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. God bless you, brethren. Have a beautiful Sunday and week ahead. Bye-bye.